Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. Unfortunately, Dre is not joining us today, but we do have a special guest. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. Jason, why don't you say hello and introduce our special guest today? Absolutely. I wanted to say uh, thank you for so much for joining us today for That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans. And like Jay said, we have a special guest. Everybody who follows us, follows the Raptors, knows this man, the myth, the legend, Mr. William Liu from the Fan 590. How are you, my friend? What's going on, people? You just came off the show, for the Raptor show with Alex Wong. So there are no breaks for you, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is what I signed up for in life, I guess. It's just to talk about the Raptors. <laughs> I think there's probably harder ways to live life, so I really can't complain. And um, no, it's cool, man. We just we just talked to Norm Powell um, this morning. Yeah. We played that interview uh, this afternoon. So it's cool, man. It's cool that uh, that I'm doing what I'm doing right now. It's uh, it's It's really been a blast. Well, I'm glad that you bring that up because, you know, we're we're actually going to take, a, 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 I guess, a side trip here instead of diving into speaking up about the Raptors, because, again, you've been talking about it all day and and you do a great job of it. But, uh, you know, I'm going to pass it over to Jason. He's going to kick things off. We're actually going to talk a lot about you because, you know, yeah. you are you're definitely an inspiration to a lot of us podcasters, us writers and, and really just, a, a, I guess, the voice of the Raptors out there so yeah i'm gonna pass over jason jason why don't you uh, kick things off here absolutely so okay so will i mean you you we've been following your work from like you know republic the score i mean yahoo sports and now finally you got to to the fan and honestly we just wanted to start off with like how did that opportunity come up with you with the fan because like before that and i know that also with blake too we follow him and alex uh, Alex as well you guys seemed pretty tight-lipped about it and and once we found out that you know this uh the fan decided to give out the the broadcasting schedule and we saw your names Everyone, like Raptors Twitter collectively went crazy for you guys. So how did that opportunity come about for you? Well, I mean, for for me, it felt pretty straightforward because um, I had a, a great boss at, at Yahoo for a very long time. Um, his name is Dan Tolman. Um, he used to work with me at the score as well, but we didn't really know each other that well at the score. But um, when he went over to Yahoo, 
he needed somebody to head up their Raptors coverage to sort of build around the writing aspect, the the podcasting aspect, to break into video. And he approached me mm-hmm. at that time for that opportunity. And, and I'd always wanted to just focus on the Raptors. I mean, I had been covering NBA at the score, and that was great. I was um, promoted to features writer, and that was that was fun to work on a couple of features. But really, my heart clearly is is in the Raptors, right? So when yeah. I got that opportunity, um, this is 2019. Um, I, of course, I jumped at it. You know, I, I didn't really know what Yahoo was at the time, but I was like, okay, this is a chance to cover the Raptors. There's only like six, seven Raptors beat writers in the world. <laughs> Let's go for it. And it turned out yeah. to be fantastic. Um, literally, the timing could not be better because I a month into my my start at Yahoo, they were like, all right, we're sending you on the road to the playoffs. You're going to be at every game. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> I never traveled to games before. The 2019 season, the home opener where the Raptors um, played the Cavaliers, I remember, because Tristan Thompson came in and he's like, hey, man, the East Elf goes through us. Yeah. Um, that was my first credentialed game to be in the arena. So, like... To, to go from that to, like, suddenly traveling for the playoffs. And then, of course, the Raptors won the championship. So it was at every single game. Uh, it was just so surreal, and the whole experience was incredible. But then, you know, unfortunately, in, in the media business, like, companies shift and move, and their priorities change. And to be honest, a lot of it is outside of the control of the specific people that that you report to. And so, yeah, we started taking some losses. We had some cuts. And, you know, eventually, um, even Dan – ended up leaving the company. He, he saw opportunity here um, to head up the, the audio department at, at, at Sportsnet. So once he did that, I was thinking to him, well, look, this is a fit that I could potentially fill as well because I didn't, I wasn't sure what he was going to do. He didn't really tell me what he was going to do, but it was like, I grew up as a kid, like listening to a lot of games on the station. We didn't have cable in my house for a very long time. <laughs> so like I would be like at home with a portable radio, like listening to like, you know, Mike Wilner after oh, yeah. Blue Jays games yeah. or like, you know, um, you know, Smith and Jones and, Smith and Jones, um, yeah. you know, like it's, you know, it's that, that was a thing. That was a thing for me. Right. And so I was like, look, the one thing you guys don't have at, at the station is a, is a Raptors post game show. And, and I do, uh, you know, the Raptors Reaction Podcast, I think it could fit. So, you know, I, I think once that opportunity came and sort of Dan had that same vision of like, hey, we did it at Yahoo, let's do it here on a bigger scale. Let's give you more opportunities. Let's, um, you know, just try to blow this thing up. And I was like, absolutely, let's do it. And I think he also wanted to sort of uh, modernize radio in a way, not saying he's like a trailblazer, but I think he's always been a guy who's had great ideas. And sometimes yeah. in this business, like one of the luckiest things you can have is to to report to a manager who actually has really strong ideas and sort of who can be forward thinking and what he does. And so I give a lot of credit to Dan. Um, and that's yeah, that's that's now I'm here. That's speak, amazing. Speaking and of speak, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. No, I was going to say, like, I mean, I, I, you know, as as Jason pointed out, you know, just following along your journey has been quite a journey. And, you know, even if you like if you could go back in time and visit like three years ago, even and telling mm-hmm. your older self, like, you know, in the future, you're going to be walking like through two doors. One is the visitor's locker room at Oracle arena after the Raptors win a championship. The other door is the five ninety studio as you prep for your first radio show, which is like your old will Lou. which one is more astonished by that quote, by, by that statement. Uh, I mean, well, come which on, man. seems more improbable. <laughs> 
Nah, the championship door is more improbable. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come, on, come on, man. I, I, to be honest, like, that was just, like, such a surreal experience. Like, I was talking with Norm about it earlier today, and I remember, like, standing right beside Norm, and he, like, popped a whole bottle of champagne. He was screaming, like, go get your understand the grind gear, and then he poured a whole bottle of champagne on his head, <laughs> and he sprayed some of us reporters who were right in front of him. And I was like, that that whole scene was ridiculous because, like, they put down the plastic tarp in the arena, which I don't know why. I mean, they're they're shutting down the arena. Like, <laughs> no one plays there anymore. You could have just let the champagne flow. Such but, um, yeah, like, it was, like, a literal, like, river of champagne and beer in that locker room. Like, all my stuff got wrecked. My shoes got destroyed. The one, the one little jacket that I brought, he, that got destroyed. Um, all my clothes. <laughs> I remember, like... I think I was it was like 5 a.m. local time, so I guess 8 a.m. like in Toronto, where I finally got back to my Airbnb, and for some reason I had the the presence of mind to like run my clothes through the cycle, the wash, because I was going <laughs> on the flight the next day, like in like four or five hours. Somehow I got the, the my laundry done, but um, was that the same night you got the cigar out too? That was the same night I got the cigar. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, but by the way, like smoking cigars is kind of wild trash because if you if you have a cigar. <laughs> You have to smoke it for 30 minutes. And, like, I didn't yeah. have time to smoke it by myself for 30 minutes. So, I, of course, I did the little video, put it out. People went crazy over it. I, you know, it was pretty funny. I did, like, six or seven takes. And then I only smoked, like, a third of that cigar because it's, like, it takes too long to smoke a cigar. And at that point, I was so tired. I basically passed out. So, and it's not as exciting behind the scenes, but the video was was an all-timer, I think. It was. Yeah, it definitely was. Absolutely, man. But, like, speaking about trailblazing um so a little behind the scenes i used to work at the fan as well um mm. i think about like se seven years ago i was i was uh doing what derek Mandeo does right now right. and when i worked there honestly there was very little res representation like let alone asian representation that i could gravitate towards too the only person i remember working with that looked remotely like me was rob wong and shout out to rob wong he doesn't work there anymore but shout out to him he was mm. fantastic at what he did and I'm, I just wanted to ask you, Will, like, do you feel any pressure knowing that not only do you represent, like, not only a Raptors fan base at large, but also the kids, the boys and girls from an Asian uh, culture, Asian background who love sports in general, look at you and think that, you know what, we can do this too. I mean, I think that's a lot of pressure, really. But I, I think if I could do that in any way, that's, it's, that's really nice to know. I mean, I think... Um... Because like it's, it's honestly, like, there was there was like a hierarchy. There was always there was Jays, Leafs, Raptors. Yeah. Raptors was always second base. And now that you have a you have a show, there was a dedicated Raptors show that didn't did not exist five mm. six years ago. And now that you're taking it on, not only that, but you you, you and Alex represent so much, such a big fan base, man. I don't want to put so much pressure on you, but like I just wanted to let you know how much that means to all of us. No, that's that's super dope, and that, that's really important to me. Because I think, look, it's like with anything else, um, it's it's harder to, like, imagine something than it is to follow something that's, like, tangible and real. And, um, you know, for me, like, it was kind of the same deal, right? Like, I, I didn't really know anybody who was Asian and doing uh, sports media in the Toronto market. I mean, I, I, I guess right. John Liu out of Montreal. Shout out, John Liu. Legend, oh, yeah. style legend, of course. The, the mustache <laughs> yep. looking like a, like, like a, a version of my dad with hair. <laughs> um, you know, there just weren't a lot of examples, but I think sometimes you really do have to be 
especially if you're like first generation immigrants or things like that, like me, like you, sometimes you have to like break the barrier yourself. Um, Absolutely. Th things don't really change until you make that change. And first person through the door is always going to have uh, some hard times with it. Um, I think I've had a lot of opportunities in my life, but I also realized that like, I, I don't think any of them were given to me in that, in that way that a lot of people have opportunities given to them. And so really, you just really want to have a situation where you're able to have a fair chance to work for something. And um, no, I, I think I, I put in a lot of work in this, but it is really important to me to represent this thing because now that I exist, now that Alex exists and that we're, we're, we're at the platform that we are now, um, you know, I, it, it makes me really happy to hear that other people see that and, and see the representation. And to be honest, that's like really long overdue. Um, if you yeah. go to cover a Raptors game and you go down to press row and I'm not even calling people out, I'm not even calling any specifics out. It's just that it's like six white dudes. Yeah. There are no, almost no women down in the arena. Yeah. It's starting to change more recently, but it's really still like a 10 to one ratio. Mm -hmm. um, and for a city like Toronto, that's like 50% immigrants, 50% people of color. There's really like a 10 to one ratio also of, of white people to people of color. And so I think what this says is a couple of things. I think one, um, this is sort of an industry that is not the most secure to go into. Um, and very few people make it to a point where they can live like sustainably and comfortably. And so for a lot of immigrants, like there's not as much of a uh, social net for people to sort of fall into. So I, I think from my own experience, what I've seen is a lot of immigrants going to jobs that are much more stable, uh, much more bankable, um, you know, and obviously there's a whole joke about Asian parents pushing you that way, but it's true. It comes from a place of survival <laughs> yep. and right. I respect that tremendously. And then the other part is just like, I think there really is a bias about these things. Like I think that, you know, it, just like how Jeremy Lin would walk around the arena and people were like, Hey, what are you doing back here? Like, and he's like, what do you mean? I'm a player. And they're mm -hmm. like, what? I'm, I'll guarantee you that a lot of players would not be, would not be checked like that. In the same way that like, if I, you know, Alex, He's told the story a few times publicly, but he, he'll walk around the arena and people will think that he's only there because he's a translator for some Japanese athletes <laughs> wow, in the game. Lord. It's like, yeah. why else would an Asian person be back here? Well, no, he's, he's right. back here because he wants to get a free Nick Nurse hat. Like, you know, <laughs> respect my man. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'll never stop until it gets that. But I, I love the fact that, you know you know the old adage says like if you don't see the change be the change and i feel like you are doing that you and alex are, are doing that and representing this thing like no other man and it's good to see like i mean we you were touching upon earlier how like not only is is i mean we're hoping that this is going to be the start of a change you know on the media side and and the industry at large but you know we're also seeing within the fan base itself that it's it's growing right especially obviously after the championship but even before then the just basketball in general, the popularity has really started to to rise over the past few years. Um, do you think the fan base has grown purely for the team being good over these last couple of years? Or do you see a shift in popularity in the sport of basketball, you know, possibly even surpassing the Leafs or, or the Blue Jays in the city? Yeah, I do. I really do. Nice. Um, I think that there is, there's just so much um, momentum behind the sport of basketball, but especially in Toronto, like, uh, like even after work yesterday, like I, you know, finish on air at 3 PM and then I had something else to do at the office at six. So I had this like three hour gap. And so I decided to go ahead and, um, you know, go to a park nearby the studio 
and there's four courts there. And this is like I got there at three thirty. It was pretty cold. It was a little windy. You know, it's not really great to shoot outside when it's windy. And um, the courts were full. Wow. Like there were just like so many people playing there, and like it was people of all backgrounds. You know, and, and there was a lot of kids who, you know in that area that like Rosedale, like, you know, there's a lot of like richer white kids and, you know, they, they got curly hair and they're skateboarding around, but they're also playing basketball. And just like how I see a lot of Asians playing basketball. I mean, Asians been loving basketball uh, pretty much across the continent. Yeah. It's like the basketball is like religion. In oh the yeah. Philippines, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, shout out Jalen Green, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, like, you know, this, this is a thing that I think is really easy for a lot of people to bond over. I think that um, it, it maybe it's partially in terms of the, the representation thing as well, in terms of you see sort of people of all backgrounds playing basketball in a way that it's harder to find in, in a sport like hockey, for example. But I just think there's genuine enthusiasm behind the sport. It's just like so much more engaging, so much more appealing on a social um, setting. Like it's, it, you could put, basketball highlights on instagram on twitter wherever and it's gonna pop mm -hmm. so you could say yeah no the shift has it's been happening man yeah. there's a reason why that there's a raptor show now on sports and fan Five like it's just you know that's what <laughs> yeah. it is like it, it, it it's people are starting to realize how how much money how much opportunity how much interest there is yeah. in, in in the raptors so speaking about the the raptor show you gotta go back to that because you guys you know it, it's been about almost a month now and it's it's been gaining so much traction for you two you and alex and honestly you guys have such a great chemistry that you portray in a show it's like kind of reminiscent with the basketball jones i know you had jay skeets uh recently yeah. um and it also you know reminds a lot about Tim and Sid. So I just feel like, did you kind of go into this starting with the Raptor show with that in mind to have it more of a, like a fun, uh, more approachable uh, approach rather than like just pure analytics? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, for me, I've done this thing long enough where I think I've tried a few different approaches and I've tried the, more like play breakdown approach i've tried like sort of the more humorous approach or whatever and, and all those different ways that people try to cover the game and i think that you know for most people who get to do it long enough and have this chance to do it long enough like you find your own lane and you can find sort of where you settle and to be honest i like i would like to think of myself as very flexible like you know we can have blake on one week and we'll just talk very very strictly about uh x's and o's right. and and talk about strategy and then we'll have michael grange on and we'll just talk about the reporting side of it and, and try to get into depth in terms of the business side of the game and then we'll you know have the other episodes with alex where we just like talk about him rapping about popeyes <laughs> or you know i mean it's not to say alex doesn't know ball but he really doesn't like talking about <laughs> it it seems or like you guys have Faisal on you guys talk about a big mac challenge yeah exactly you know and i, I think that that is i mean look it's every single day Monday to Friday for an hour. So you're not going to talk about the same thing every day. I think you'll keep it kind of a little dry. And to me, like, I, I'm kind of trying to push myself too it, with every new challenge. Like right now, my, my new challenge is, you know what, we get a lot more access to players in a way that is like so rare because access to players is like the hardest thing in the NBA and covering the NBA. And But we've, because this is a big platform, we've gotten a lot more assistance with that and mm -hmm. trying to sort of 
bring a side of that personality out from the players to make them feel comfortable, to allow them to to, to express themselves, to tell their side of the story, but also to have fun with me uh, and, and Alex the way that we have fun every day on the show. So um, you try different approaches, really. And yeah, I mean, the, I think the best people who do this, like, become friends almost to the people who listen. Right. I mean, so it's a one way street in the sense that I'm not obviously engaging directly with the fans unless it's like a call in thing. But at the same time, I think for a lot of people who listen to the program, they feel like they know me, they know Alex, they know whoever. Mm. And you kind of build that relationship with them. And when you're able to do that, then I think that's what the basketball Jones is able to do. That's what Tim and Sid were able to do. And and honestly, salute to them. Like, I didn't even get to say this to Skeets because we ran out of time, but like. He was the basketball Jones was the whole reason I even went into sports podcasting. Like mm-hmm. it was, right. I used to mm-hmm. listen to them all the time. I, I have like MP3 files <laughs> where literally I would go on their website on the score, the, the basketball Jones blog, go to the the web the, the web link that has their 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 podcast episode. Go to the bottom. It says right click save as. Then I will <laughs> plug my my lap my um my BlackBerry <laughs> Pearl to my laptop. And then manually poured over all the files. And I think I still have like probably like 300 episodes of the Basketball Jones on like a portable hard drive somewhere. Like that's That's amazing. They were so real to me. And I think that like the reason they were able to have fun, you know, Skeets and Tess and and Matt and and JD and, you know, like and Lee and Trey, like that's that was an inspiration to me. And it's it's kind of it's that's also representation in a way because. Again, it's harder to do something if you have to imagine it, whereas you, if you can build on something. And I, because yeah. the Basketball Jones were able to do their thing and I was able to hear them, I was able to build on that rather than imagine it like they did. So, Yeah. yeah. I think Skeets was talking about how whenever they went to like NBA TV, they saw all – all the people there like you know past legends too and they got intimidated at first but then like they're not there to do what they do they were there to mm-hmm. do what they did and and that's what i feel like that's what you guys are doing as well that's yeah. why i asked them because i was like i feel like i'm in a very similar spot you know not to say that you know um i don't feel like i belong i do feel like i belong but at the same time it's a different tone like i'm sure if you listen if you had you know uh the fan on all day like i think me and alex's show would sound very different than a lot of the other programs on, but Absolutely. you have to kind of be okay with that. You kind of have to own that and, and make other people um, come around to that idea. And hopefully we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's also something that you just brought up about um, in, in this space, you're trying to choose, you're trying to find your own lane. And I was wondering, like, I feel like I've heard that before and I heard it from you. So, you know, very few people will know this, but like, you know, will taught, a class about basketball writing. And I was lucky enough to be one of the students of that, that course. And, you know, you know, it doesn't get talked about enough, but you were actually excellent as, as a teacher. And I learned a lot from there, even even what you just referenced in terms of right clicking and saving those, uh, those MP3 files. Right. But, you know, it, it, because of how well that, that was structured and, and that course went and, you know, you brought in some special guests, you had Alex, you had Blake in, and, you know, we, we got a chance to even watch game with you and see how you analyze things. It was honestly like an excellent course from front to back. And it, it got me thinking like, you know, do you ever plan on doing that again? And, and even if you do or don't, do you, would you ever consider like a teaching career or something to that effect? Because I think you've got it in you. So and and not enough people know about it, right? So is that something that's you know in your in your periphery? Yeah. Well, first off, thank you, man. I, I to, for me personally, like, I, that was the first time I taught, 
And so I was feeling pretty anxious about like, how am I going to deliver on this? Because I realized like I didn't set the price of the course, but I was like, I want to make sure people got their their money's worth and I want to get them a great opportunity here. And um, it's been awesome, man, seeing you, what you're doing. Uh, I've seen Avi, uh, who was also one of your classmates. He's been uh, writing a lot of pieces. I was just, we were talking to Matt Devlin the other um, the other week and I was doing some research into to Matt and I saw Abby was one of the people who wrote a profile wow. on him. And I was like, that's awesome. Like that felt that's so amazing. cool to me that, that I could even help him in any way to start a young, um, you know, journalist career. And, um, Brandon is, is writing at Yahoo Sports Canada. So shout out to him as well. But like, um, it is something I would be interested in. I've, I've always thought of myself as like somebody who is trying to be helpful, especially to, to people that I can directly affect. And I think that realistically this is probably the thing that i've done the most in my life is like sports media and so even though i don't think it's like the most important thing i think it's something that a lot of people do want to get into and i want to help in any way i can which means yeah teaching more courses of course i'm happy to do that i, I honestly growing up i thought i would become a teacher that was like my dream job for a long time <laughs> nice. i thought i'd become a history teacher not a you know sports journalism teacher but i mean you know, i mean you can teach raptors history there's 25 years of it no nah, 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 come on i'm not that old man i'm in my, <laughs> I'm in my 20s okay i'm gonna be the youngest guy here so please I agree, I agree. you are <laughs> yes you are yeah yeah didn't honestly that was uh you know th thanks again for for sharing that but also yeah no, it's, thanks it's for also, coming to the class man that was awesome seriously it was great yeah it was it, it was like it was so worth it like i i remember i was bragging to everyone about it about you know i get i get to learn from the best and you know something that i found you know even outside of of that class you know i've i've had the pleasure of being part of uh, getting media access to a couple of games and and the general feeling i get just from from all of raptors media is that there's this sense of of wanting to give back and wanting to help out and you know you, yeah. you mentioned the basketball jones and you mentioned tim and sid and you know what what they've kind of done for you i just feel like there, there's this constant like circle or or continuous line of let's just keep giving back and, and look what it's kind of grown into right like this Five years ago, there was no there was no discussion of, of a Raptors only show, let alone you know anything outside of your regular media. But now we're seeing Raptors Twitter is just nuts, like it's blown up, and you, you see it on Sportsnet, you see them all over Yahoo, and it's been great to see. So um, yeah, thank you again, and, and this is really exciting to see. You know how this is going to move forward amongst all of us, right? I mean, just mm -hmm. us alone, just what what's going to be on the the horizon for all of us here. So. Thank you for that. Um, um, Jason, did you did you want to ask anything else? Do you want to cut I to did. break right here? I, yeah, yeah. Go, go I for did it. before we cut to break. Uh, Will, I need to ask you, did you ever find out what's going on with Nick Nurse's pinky ring? Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> we did. Actually, someone did on Twitter found out. Um, and then I was uh, just watching over the Boston game and I saw a picture of it. But yeah, so it's a black ring. It's a square. Um, and on the top half of the square, it says, Doctor. And then in the middle of the ring, there's like two diamonds or some sort of jewel. And then on the bottom of it, it says NN. And I think it's related to the fact that Nick has been uh, studying towards his doctorate. And oh. I believe oh. um, the philosophy of coaching or sports or something like that, obviously related to his job. And I think he might have completed his doctorate. And I think he might have celebrated the doctorate with getting a pinky ring, which is like <laughs> the best way to celebrate <laughs> That's such a, a degree I like love that. it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that is amazing. So I gotta ask yeah. Nick the next time I see him. But yeah, he's uh, shout out to Nick, man. He, I mean, we saw it today. There was Straight a up. story that came out um, by Yaron Weitzman about that he just went to a game and just literally with a stopwatch 
counted how often Nick Nurse is squatting in a game. Like we're getting a, advanced analytics on a coach's body position, which is like yeah. o- only <laughs> Nick, only Nick has that kind of swag in the league. I'm just saying. Yeah, that. it's I'm obviously it's the best thing I've I've read in like in a long time. That was an yeah. excellent article. <laughs> what a exactly what a brilliant execution, you know? Because everyone makes jokes about Nick squatting, and someone literally said, "Yeah, I'm gonna go down there with my uh, my stopwatch." <laughs> My God, I, I love how Nick has has perfected the Asian squat pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, <laughs> no. If I take a picture with Nick, we're gonna both definitely be in squats. Oh, hundred uh, percent. You can't look at the camera though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. All right, man. So, Will, I I hope we can keep you along for just a little bit longer. We got to talk about the Raptors, of course. So let's take a quick break. Come back. We got William Liu from Sportsnet Five Nine and Fan. Uh, we'll come back and talk some Raptors. Talk to you guys soon. There's another sponsor that I can't think of a funny thing to say because Dre's not here, but that's okay. Uh, Jason, we're, we're back from a break and we're here with William Liu. And you know, now we, you know, we spent the first half of this episode talking about, you know, the evolution of, of his time, you know, and how he ended up at the Fan 590 and, and, and really the evolution of media in, in, in Canada and basketball. But now I want to actually talk about the Raptors because that's what we probably should talk about. Um, right. Jason, what, what do you what do you, what you got on for us? Yeah, man. So so will I mean we got to ask you, man. The, the Raptors season so far it's been a roller coaster ride, five game winning streak followed by a four game losing streak. Uh, you know, with arguably the worst loss of the season against the Celtics. You were heated on that post game when I loved it. Um, followed that by arguably one of their best wins against the Sixers. So, like, it's what do you make of this team so far? Is it just like the inconsistency that you're worried about, or is it just simply trying to find the groove of new players? Of course, with Siakam coming back too, no Cam Burge, no Utah. Is it just what do you think is going on? I mean, I think realistically, what's going on is it's, it's a very young team, so they make young mistakes. I mean, even the vets on this team are young ish to the roles that they're coming into. It's not like Fred's been the point guard on the team that that i mean that's probably the first time since wichita state he's done that um og is taking his first time trying to be a number one option and we saw two great passes by og last night to seal the the win yeah gary's starting for the first time in his career full time pascal obviously is going to come back but like there's just a lot of young guys on the team trying to figure it out so i'm not surprised that they can swing wildly from like just a a no-show against boston and then come back and, and play that tough on the road against Philly. Um, so, I, I mean, real, I mean, I guess the biggest thing, really, for the Raptors this season is they want to track the development of the team. Like, you know, and that goes for everybody. Like, how is Fred going to be able to handle being the starting point guard, uh, being the go-to um, option there in terms of the ball handling 
on this team? How's OG going to handle his role when he takes, you know, these difficult shots? And how is he going to create for others? And Scotty Barnes, what is he? You know, Delano Banton, what is he? You know, and mm-hmm. Precious Achua, even for him, it's like, what is he on, on this in this uh, in this league? And um, yeah, honestly, it's been it's been pretty fun. I mean, it's it's a bit better than expected right out right out of the gate, like. Would anybody have been that surprised if the Raptors came out and, and lost a bunch of games at the start? Um, well, we would just be like, well, there's no Pascal. These guys are young. We, we can sort of figure it out. But the Raptors have a winning record right now, which is pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I think this team is probably going to be a little bit better than 500 by season's end. And who knows? I mean, if they started this strongly, maybe they do finish closer to like 45, 46, 47 wins. Yeah. And, and you know, this morning I was reading – both Eric Kareen and Sean Woodley both made reference to this season being uh, kind of like walking the that tightrope between developing players and also winning, mm. uh, putting together playoff winning basketball at the same time. So it's a fine line, and so far they're doing better than expected, as you as you mentioned, right? So you know it's, it's going to be a it's going to continue to be a roller coaster ride, and I think that if there's one player that I'm going to highlight, and I think everyone talks about, is Scotty Barnes, and it's honestly it's been such a meteoric rise, right? If we think about, you know, the, those early scouting reports and talking about how his his offensive game is nowhere near NBA ready, but his defensive game is there. And it's, it's I don't know about you, but like, I feel like it's it's almost, no, I wouldn't say it's been the opposite but like, because his defensive versatility has been outstanding. But like everything he's displayed offensively has just been, it, it, every game has been mind-blowing to me. And is there is there one specific aspect of his game that, that really has you excited, whether it's offensively or defensively, that's that's just, oh my gosh, this guy's the next star of this team. I mean, I've been pretty excited with, with Scotty's offense. Um, I think his instincts have been very strong. He makes really nice reads that even in the course of the game, I might watch it and a couple of things stand out. But then when I do my rewatch of the game, I'm always really impressed with some of the, the early decisions that he's making. Like even last night's game against Philly, he just made a number of nice like quick touch passes. I think a couple of them were squandered by Precious. You know, it is what it is. Precious <laughs> is finding his way. Uh, one for ten. But, you know, had some good defensive stats. But, yeah, he's just been pretty good offensively. I mean, he's so physically big that he's getting to his spots, like, whenever he wants. And that's, that's a big part of basketball is if you can get to your spots and, you know, go straight up and down for your shot, chances are going to be pretty good that you're going to be efficient. And he's done that early on. I mean, I remember sitting down with him at, a media day, you know, me and Alex were on one couch and then the guest was coming on the other couch. And when Scotty sat down, like his knees were like at my, like my shoulders. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this guy's bigger than like everybody else on the team. I mean, like Ken Burch yeah. is really jacked, right? And he's really cut. So like, I think Ken might be bigger than him right now, but like he's, he's a man child. He's so strong. And so immediately, I'm not surprised that he's actually been able to succeed that much because a lot of rookies aren't physical enough to get to their spots, so they shoot really inefficiently. Their defense is, you know, usually behind their offense. I think uh, in the case of Scotty, that's been surprising to me because there was a lot of hype about his defense. I think one-on-one defense in terms of keeping a guy in front, he does a good job of that. But, like, there's some team, you know, defense scenarios where he gets caught uh, ball watching or the guy goes, you know, whatever. Like, rotations are very hard for a lot of players, especially for rookies. But he's especially been, in Nick Nurse's system. Yeah, exactly. And um 
But I think he's done really well, and Nick continues to play him. Like Nick said at the start of the season, he's going to give him everything he's going to handle, and the way you judge him is not necessarily by the box score. It's by how many minutes he's playing. I think Scotty is like third in the, on the team in minutes per game. Yep. That's pretty good. So, I mean, well, Will, I mean, we got, you know, Rookie of the Year, Mighty Mouse, Rookie of the Year, Vince Carter, Chris Bosh had a pretty good um, rookie career or rookie season. Bargnani had a pretty good rookie season, but Scotty Barnes, and I'll read out some stats because I know you love stats, but of the first 10 games, Scotty had 170 points, 85 rebounds, 26 assists, 11 steals. No Raptor player has ever posted these numbers in the last 10 games. So, Will... Is this the best rookie so far have you seen as a Raptor? As a Raptor? Yeah, because I didn't actually see the the Mighty Mouse year, and I didn't actually even see Vince's rookie year. I was in China for both of those. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was like three when uh, Mighty Mouse did his thing, and I was five, maybe six when Vince did his thing. So. <laughs> Yeah, not to make you guys feel old, but like, yeah, of Jason, course. Jason, man, you're, you're baiting him into showing I, us how old we are, man. I'm I sorry, am, man. I, I apologize. <laughs> I think, um, I yeah, he's been incredible. Like, he's really just been incredible. Like, the next best rookie I can think about that I was really impressed with a rookie was like JV. Like, yeah. when JV finally came over, mm-hmm. you know, he spent that one yeah. year overseas and he came here. And I was like, okay, he's pretty good. Like he can, you know, he can, he can score down low. He clearly had a scoring skill set. He's very big and rebound. I was like, okay, this is gonna work. Like he's gonna be an NBA player. Um, but to be honest, it's not that many rookies I'm that impressed with. Like even Demar as a rookie was not that impressed. I'm not gonna lie to you. He started a lot of games, <laughs> but I was like, uh, that's a weakness in our lineup as a shooting guard. Um, other rookies that impressed me, I mean. There's the old rookies that don't fully count. Like Anthony Parker was like a rookie, but he was like 28 yeah, years old coming off of like Garbo, the, maybe. Yeah, Garbo. I'm like, you're not a rookie. You're 30. Like, yeah, yeah right. Like, <laughs> you clearly is not, you're not new to basketball. So, yeah, no, Scotty is by far the most impressive rookie I've seen as a Raptor, personally. Well, not to make this like a whole Scotty segment, but like, it, it does feel like he is on track to being one of the best interviews. Uh, on the on the Raptor squad, but I, I think that that title still is with Fred Van Vliet. I mean, mm-hmm. would you? I mean, you've obviously interviewed way more than we have, but like, would you say that Fred is still the best interview on the team, or is there is Scotty kind of the next one in line, or is there someone else that I'm not thinking of? No, you know what? Actually, I want to see more of that development from Scotty personally. Um, mm. Not saying he's not mm. fun and personable; he is, especially around players. But he gets a little serious around the media, and, and he's a little more reserved with us than uh, he is with his teammates. It's not uncommon. This is the same for a lot of players. And I think they sort of are overcautious about what they want to say. They don't want to, you know, get in trouble, quote-unquote. They don't want to leak something, quote-unquote. You know what? Forget all that. The, the reason why Fred is – well, one of the reasons why he's the best interview on the team, period, and one of the best in the league um, – He's just willing to be very honest about things. You can ask Fred mm-hmm. a hard question, and then he'll give you a truthful answer. He's not going to evade yeah, it. Right. He's not going to shy away from it. And then he's going to give you something that's thoughtful. Um, you know, some, some some people like to – a lot of players probably think they're thoughtful. Realistically, a lot of them aren't. <laughs> like, a lot of the answers are really boring, you know? Right. Like, it's it's true. Um but Fred because is they have just, to do it in the day in and day out. I mean, yeah. when we were here, we listened to Lowry. He just like was like next next question pretty much. But I feel like Fred, he like articulates his answers very yeah. very well. Yeah, we're very lucky to have that in Toronto. Like for him to speak 
on behalf of the team all the time. Like it's it's a it's a great um, way to represent the franchise, and, and he's so smart about it. He's very thoughtful. Like I'll put it like this: if Fred wasn't famous, I would still talk to Fred. And you can't really say that about <laughs> most NBA players. I just wouldn't. That's a good point. <laughs> so that's yeah. a good point. And, and you know, it's funny how you know we we've talked about Fred and like last night's game. You know, everyone saw the. His celebration after that three was was going to be an all timer. It's going to be one of those gifs that you just use gifs, 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 gifs. Yeah. Mm. What do you guys say? It, it's GIFs? a it's a Canadian heritage moment. How about put it that way? No, oh, but do you say do you guys say gifs or gifs? I'm just curious. GIF. I say gif. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyways, anyway. uh, yeah. So it's going to be one of those those gifs or gifs that just you're going to use all the time, right? And and it's almost like you don't need a you know a, a something that you're you're popular for a slander pod you don't need to even need a slander pod after this that that celebration alone kind of covered it yeah but you know sticking with that slander pod ish uh you know do you have a a favorite that you've ever had like a favorite slander pod that that you and asad have had over the years is there one that kind of jumps out to you as like this is this is something that i could play anytime and it'll bring a smile to my face and i'm going to enjoy it listen to this for the end of time okay so it doesn't actually feature Assad because the Slider Pod has had different iterations. This is back at Raptors ah. Republic, I believe January of 2018. The Raptors. Wow, had- you know the exact month and oh, this is good. I remember the Raptors were playing the Cavaliers. This was the year that the Raptors um, obviously got swept by the Cavaliers. So that's not very specific, but <laughs> the second time they got swept <laughs> by the Cavs. Um, <laughs> Which one? Well, which one? Yeah, that's... January 2018. That's when that that was the you know we're gonna finish first in the conference. This is a yes, huge matchup. Yes. Uh, Cavs are in town. Isaiah Thomas shot like one of 15 from the field, and mm-hmm. I remember because I was in Mississauga for the G League showcase. I was assigned to go to the G League showcase as part of my job at the score as a features writer. And so after that game, though, I was trying to catch up with some friends who lived on Mississauga. So me and two of my boys went to. Uh, the Shoeless Joe's or some some random restaurant that's like right beside the Hershey Center. And we went to go watch the game. And then we were so excited that after the game, we went into uh, the car. And it was actually Vivek Jacob of uh, Raptors.com, Big V, ah, okay. show all the time. Went into his like his beater car. And I like held my phone in the middle, sitting in the back seat while the other two guys <laughs> were in the front two seats. And we just passed the phone around and slandered the the, the, the Cavs because they just like the Raptors beat him by 30. I think Malcolm Miller might have outscored Isaiah Thomas in that game, man. I mean, like, it was unbelievable. Like, so that one I think is the one that comes to mind, mostly because of the setting, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah. Um, if I had to pick a second one, it'd probably be the Joel and beat zero points game because that was just hilarious. Yeah, that's the one I thought you mm-hmm. were, you were going to say. But yeah, the, the setup of that January one is. That's, oh, that's it's definitely so good. memorable. It's so good. It's only like 25 <laughs> minutes, but like by the time we were done, there was like fog on the on the inside of the car. <laughs> like, oh man, we were heated. I guess it was also cold, so it's easy to form fog, but still. Oh man. <laughs> oh shit. Uh man, well, okay. Well, we, you've been really generous with your time. So I really appreciate it. I think the the last thing we wanted to ask you before we let you go, man, is you know, as as you know, podcasters and and writers for Jay, like we just want to ask you if you had any like advice for aspiring podcasters and writers out there who want to start something, start anything, Raptors related, sports related, anything. Do you have any advice who 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 for people who wanted to start and, and kind of go with their own path? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the number one thing is to sort of embrace like 
like who you are and then like present that and share that to the world. I think, um, especially in a podcasting medium, like I said earlier, it's like a one way relationship, but it really like people are listening to you partially because they know you and they feel like they're friends with you and they feel like they're hanging out with you. So like be yourself, like, of course, definitely try different things, you know, like do your research, listen to the shows you like, try to figure out, um, what what makes that successful what makes them successful and maybe even honestly just reach out and talk to them because most people are very accessible um at least they should be nobody's too big time for anything really in the media side of things and um yeah then but then try to incorporate some of those elements if you want to but really just be genuine in sort of what you do of course like you know there's a lot of research that goes into it but a lot of these things is is is, uh is also personality driven and i think that um, that doesn't mean you come on here and you like you're a clown and you think you're some sort of you know big time thing. Ch- chances <laughs> are you're not, but if you're genuine to who you are, people are going to see that, and at that point they're either going to like you or they don't. But for hopefully, more people like you than they don't. <laughs> that's some uh, that's some sage advice. Thank you so much for that. And and honestly, like you know, we can't thank you enough again for for being on the show today. Um, uh, you know, at this point, Jason, do you want to uh, do you want to wrap us up here? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, everyone uh, listening right now on That's Rap Podcast, I mean, you guys know who Will Lou is, but I mean, Will, the floor is yours, brother. Like, you want to let them, if you have anything else going on outside of the Raptors show, because you have tons of going on, but, you know, the floor is yours. Let them know where to find you uh, on Twitter or on the show. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely find me on Twitter at William underscore Lou. Um, you'll get some wild tweets, but these days they're they're very tame relative to what they were in the past. And um, yeah, of course, you can find the Raptor Show on Sports Time 590 The Fan. Uh, you can listen if you want to in the traditional way, 2 to 3 p.m. on radio. Or if you want to listen to podcasts, like a lot of more people do, I think, nowadays, um, you can find the Raptor Show wherever you find podcasts. So thanks for having me on. Honestly, it's really cool. Um, Jay, this is the first time we're speaking, but, you know, no, this is great, man. This is great to to, awesome. to, to, to come on, you know? Or I mean, Jason, Thank you so much. time we're speaking, but, you know, Jay, obviously, thanks again for taking the class. It was real cool. And um, yeah, yeah. And if you think no, I thanks. should do it again, I, I probably will try to do it again. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, it's really <laughs> you, fun. Yeah, no, it was, it was, like I said, it was fun from like the beginning to the very end and even after. So uh, again, thanks for ha- for coming on here. And then as, as for me, you guys can find uh, me on, on Twitter at Rosalosaurus find uh, my weekly column the wrap up where i preview the raptors games of the week on raptors hq which is also where you're finding this podcast and that's me uh jason over to you yeah, absolutely you can find all of us on that's rep pod again will thank you so much for your time and we're gonna keep following you throughout this entire raptor season but until then raptor fans that's a wrap <laughs>